Hello, this is Len Tengis welcoming you to the iPodcast AGCMO Weekly Podcast. In each episode, we'll feature information about a contractor, specialty contractor, supplier, contracting agency, owner, or legislative or regulatory issue pertinent to the construction industry in Missouri. We'll feature industry professionals and other construction industry representatives to help our listeners stay up to date with current and future trends in construction. So here we go. Hello and welcome back to iPodcast AGCMO. Today I am at Special Olympics Missouri at the Training for Life campus and I have the pleasure to share the story of Gary Wilbers. Gary is the chairman of the board for Special Olympics Missouri. Gary, thanks for being with us today. Well, thanks for having me today. Now, before this morning, I met your new CEO. She was your fundraiser, a role that you filled prior to her being here. Yes. Well, Susan Stegman took over. She was development director and became our president CEO. I'm actually a volunteer of the organization um, and just love this organization. Been around it since 1994. And you're in a facility that we're going to talk about, but it's just something special. Well, let's start at 1994 and tell me how we got from 1994 to 2019. Well, the then president CEO came into my office back in 91. I used to be in the mobile phone industry and we installed his car phone and I just gave him a hard time in his retirement because I told him it took him three years to get me to a summer games. <laughs> and once I went to a summer games, I kind of be, became hooked, Lynn, and just started volunteering and then got my teams involved and just have been a volunteer over the years and just love this organization and the athletes and what they mean. And they, they share a different side of life that I feel like sometimes I need. They open my viewpoint where sometimes I'm a little bit too targeted and really want to go after what I'm trying to reach. When you get around the athletes, they take life as it comes, something that we can all learn a lot from. So every day is a chance for you to learn something, too. That's exactly, and I feel like I learn from them every time I'm around them. Tell me a little bit more about the involvement that you had with this new campus, because this campus, this is my first time here today, and it is unbelievable. Yeah, it's gorgeous, and it's one of those things that we dreamed of having, and what it is is a statewide facility, so it's statewide Missouri athletes from Special Olympics are able to come in and train for sports-specific or maybe uh, multiple sports. And when we dream this dream, I'll be honest, you know, a lot of people wasn't sure it was going to happen. I was fortunate. I was asked in the fall of 2012 to be the capital campaign chair, and I said yes to that. And at that time, I'll be honest, I didn't know what I was saying yes to, and there were so many peaks and valleys. But now that it's built, um, I just smile every time I walk into the door. But it was because of a lot of donors that said yes to our cause. But the cool thing about it is it's not just a training facility. We, yes, we train the athletes in sports because that's what we do in Special Olympics, but we also do what we call athlete leadership program. So we're teaching them life skills. There's an area where they're learning life skills on how to eat properly, that all challenges that all of us have, you know, than eating all that bad food. 
So they're learning these life skills and leadership skills that they can take back to their community. And then the third component of the campus that makes us totally unique from any other facility in the United States or even in the world is we have a healthy athlete area where we basically have screening rooms. So when our athletes come in the train, they go through these screenings and they don't get some of the benefits that you and I get. When we have a problem, we just go to the doctor and we get it fixed. Well, our athletes, a lot of them are a very low income, so they take care of their bigger needs, but sometimes some of their basic needs don't get taken care of. So these screenings allow them to figure out, like we've had athletes not have glasses and you just think they couldn't catch the ball because of their disability. Well, the reason they couldn't catch the ball is they couldn't see it. And now they're able to get those glasses and be able to see fit feet, teeth, all type of things that we do, eight different disciplines in that area. So the campus is more than just a training facility. Well, it takes more than money to put something like this together. I mean, it takes a lot of planning, involvement by teams, involvement by a lot of folks in the industry, both, I guess, on the side of the families who serve the athletes, but also from the construction community to make something like this happen. So can you sort of take us how you went from concept to breaking ground to ribbon cutting? Yeah, it was a, like you said, it started out as a dream. So the first thing we did, we sat down with Simon Oswald, the architects, and kind of laid out what we wanted. And to be quite honest, it was in a different position um, because we had this land donated. It was actually going to be in Columbia, Missouri. And when we went out over time, things started to change. And one of our board members said, why don't we do an RFP? And we had an RFP between Jefferson City and Columbia. And Jefferson City, the Twee House excavating and Frank Twee House and the farmers donated us 16 and a half acres of land. That's an unbelievable donation to help you get started. Oh, it was an amazing gift. And, you know, it's like our board said, we can't turn that down. And it was nothing against Columbia by any means. But the difference of having land donated, that really made the sense. So that kind of started it. And that kind of started that whole dream and say, yes, we can achieve that. And from there, it was really about the work. And SM Wilson did our was our contractor and did a great job. And they came in to really figure out how can we make the space so usable because it's great to have space but it's about usability and they really helped in that and then of course Twee House came in and they flattened this was a rock quarry before but still had to do some work to get us prepared to be able to build the building and every contractor that came on one thing I mentioned to them when we had our um, bid opening or kind of the about the bids that they were coming out I let them know I let them know that you weren't just building another building, that you were building what we call the athlete's home, because Mm -hmm. a lot of times they don't have a home. And what we feel this center is, and we've said all along through the campaign, and we still say it today, it's the athlete's home. And when they walk in, that's what I'm home. That's what they say. (laughs) So you have the physical facilities to be able to do that athlete analysis and understand what they need to perform but then you also have all the other facilities that you would have at any other sort of an athletic training facility weight rooms track field etc etc yep we've got a track field we've got a nice gymnasium that used for multiple basketball volleyball whatever we need it to there Um, and then we still have a back area that we want to complete that has a softball field has some tennis courts on it that we're raising money still to be able to get to those places there but the nice thing is we're able to now 
already trained the athletes. We had the first group of athletes come through. You heard Derek talk about it down in Branson last year, mm-hmm. and he became a charter athlete, raised $5,000, earned his own Special Olympics letter jacket by raising money. Our athletes have raised over $250,000 for the campus, and these athletes came in and did their first. They were the first camp, and there's about 50 of them. And the excitement on their faces was just unbelievable because they got to experience the camp, be the first ones to experience the camp. And we thought that was only fitting because they're what we call our charter athletes. So I've heard about this now. How If I am involved in Special Olympics or I am in another city or wherever, how do I access this facility what do i do to actually make use of this place the biggest thing is is get with your coaches because coaches are still getting new that we're putting information out there but get with their coaches because they can set up a time with um, susan schaefer that does all of our programming and they can come in if they want to come in they can come in for a two or three day specific sport or it can be multiple sports but in your area so you'll kind of talk to your area director and talk to your coaches and say hey we want our athletes to come down experience that and then we will set up a time that they can actually come in train and get set up for the sports and go through the healthy athletes and one thing about it if you're in jefferson city and it's during the week drop on by because as you came in Derek, our athlete he'll greet you or whoever's at the front desk will greet you and if you want a tour we'll be glad to give you a tour so everyone is welcome to come by and check it out now how many people are here on a daily basis in terms of staff wise if somebody does the coaches make the outreach then i'm assuming that at that point once they bring in their team you facilitate everything else that happens after that. Yeah. Um, Susan um, Schaefer, she's the one that is our sports program, and she facilitates all that, and she has a proper. neat thing is, too, is if you have a company and you want to volunteer, your company can become some of those volunteers to help with the camps because we really rely on a lot of volunteers because, of course, staff can do so much. But mm-hmm. we have teams come in, and they use it as a team-building exercise with their teams, and she'll work that out. We had one day I was here, and they had the baseball team from the Jefferson City Jays at this time because they were here close. But it can be from other areas. So if they want to come in and they want it to volunteer, or say you had five people from your team and they want it to volunteer for a camp, we can get that, uh, make that happen also. So the training you give them includes strength training, weight training, all the other sort of things that any other – athlete would go through yeah and then along with that with leadership and really letting them know the biggest thing we've changed is we call this the training for life campus but our next three-year plan which is started this year is training for life what we're really doing is training our athletes how to live their life because so many of them they have that choice you know that some parents are very very good some of them are in group homes so how can we help them live a better life we've had athletes lynn that's lost a hundred pounds by starting to eat healthy. Tell mm-hmm. me that doesn't make a difference. And we all, it doesn't matter if you and I sit across the table, we all are challenged with that as we age. Well, our athletes have that same challenge, but we know that helps them so much better live a better life by living a healthy life. And that leadership that they're learning just really becomes amazing of what they can do. And what it's, Derek says it best, he said something, and I'm paraphrasing him, but he says, it allows me to live the life I want to live. I would imagine that it also allows a lot of families to live the life they want to live, that when families come in here, I would guess that they're 
tears start rolling down their eyes when they see the opportunity that this gives their family and their children. Yeah, you're exactly right. I was at the, I came for some of the camp that we had the charter athletes, and with that we invited the families along, and families can come along. And I sat in a session that was just for the parents, kind of the families, and they were just talking about how it's changed their son, their daughter, because what it is is when they first get involved, of course, they've been secluded from society a lot of times. And that's what we're changing really in Special Olympics is now with unified sports and with programming, no longer are they secluded. You think about when I grew up in the 80s and 70s, you know, they were secluded from society. Now they're integrating with society. And I think that becomes a real key because we learn from them and they learn from us. It's a give and take. Well, I'll tell you how I found out about this is AGC of America has what they call an AGC in the Communities Award. AGC Charities goes all around the country and does all sorts of work to benefit their communities. I was sitting at the award ceremony next to Ed Tweehouse, who donated (laughs) the ground, and Ed nudged me in the ribs and said, hey, how come we don't apply for that national award for this Training for Life campus? And sure enough, we did apply. And at our convention, first week of April in 2019, the Training for Life campus received a national award from AGC of America for the work that you did, that our contractors did, to make sure that this became a reality. So hats off to you for actually realizing the dream. Well, thank you for that, but thank you to your contractors because the facility is because of them and a lot of donators have made it happen. And that's the thing is when they came in, you know, you could see when we had the ribbon cutting and the opening of the facility, it was kind of interesting seeing some of the foremans and seeing some of the people that worked on the job. They realized that what they do makes a difference, and it doesn't matter if it's just Special Olympics and this. It's a very special place to us. But what your work that your members do each and every day for the communities that they serve makes a difference in our communities. And I just want to thank AGC Missouri for that. Well, and this is above and beyond just signing a contract and going out and building a road or a building. This is a facility that impacts people's lives in ways that we can't even imagine. Yeah, and you'll never know, but that's one of those things that you always get back. That's where I always say, you know, what I give is a small part, but what I get back is so much in return because I feel I just love the organization and I feel I know I get something in return. And that's what I would tell you, whatever your charity is, mine is Special Olympics, but whatever your charity is, just give. Because when you give, boy, it just makes life feel so much better. So for folks who want to learn more about this after listening to the podcast, I know you have a website. I know you have a phone number. Why don't you share some of that? Sure. Our website is just somo.org. It's S-O-M-O dot O-R-G. Or you can call us here at the Jefferson City office. It's 573-635-1660. And just let them know. Like I said, if you're in Jefferson City, we actually have Special Olympics Drive. So it's an easy place to see. If you put it up on Google right now, it may not come up. But just stop somebody in Jefferson City. It's there. It's off of Christie Drive. And we can get you to the location. But if you come by during the week and you're heading maybe to the lake to take a family vacation, take 30 minutes to an hour and drop by and see the facility. I think you'll be totally impressed. And I, for one, visited your website and looked at SOMO.org and just looking at the pictures of the facility and some of the videos that are on there of the folks who are benefiting from this is certainly heartwarming. So, Gary, congratulations. Best wishes going forward. 
and thanks for taking time to be on iPodcast AGCMO. Well, thanks for having me, Lynn. Thanks again for listening. It's easy to subscribe to iPodcast AGCMO in the iTunes Store or on Google Play. As always, you can visit us at agcmo.org for additional downloads and information. Thank you.